Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book Imagine Heaven by John Burke. Paradise. Jesus told the thief who professed faith on the cross beside him, Today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23. Several mention that paradise is the beautiful earth-like country surrounding the city of God. It seems to be the port of entry for most. It looks very much like earth with trees, animals of all kinds, very high mountains and lakes, all of which make the transition easier as we start in what's familiar yet spectacularly more vibrant. Ed doesn't know how, but he found himself traveling towards the sphere. Then suddenly, inside the sphere, standing in paradise, I stood on a carpet of indescribable beauty. In the distance, there were trees growing at the edge of a forest, the trees' branches heavy with bright, colorful leaves. My eyes thrilled as I took in the striking wild-hued flowers of all varieties and shapes. They dotted themselves against the vivid green grass. Like the tree leaves, the flowers sparkled from within. I saw that each leaf and petal glowed as if lit by an electric light. I did not feel cold, nor did I feel hot. The temperature seemed perfect. The crystal air was clear, It was pure and a sweet-smelling air. It was a perfect day in heaven. The beauty of it all was astonishing. Nowhere did I see a dead blade of grass or a wilting flower petal. Infinite rays of colorful light permeated everything. It seemed that every colorful thing I saw seemed to shine from within with colors that excited my eyes. My eyes danced about looking everywhere for new colors. A kid in a candy shop. I took a deep, deep breath of air. It was invigorating, like fresh spring air just after a morning rain. The whole sky was bright and golden as if the sun had just set. The sky was the inside of the great golden sphere. Like a lightning storm, Iridescent colors chased with wild abandon across the sky, yet there was no thunder. It was more beautiful than any sunset I had ever remembered. Upon a closer inspection at a blade of grass, it seemed that it was translucent green. Translucent means it's less light through, but you cannot see through it clearly. And the grass and the flowers became like wind chimes, as if wired together to ping and ding, tinkle and jingle and bong. The wind plucked invisible musical strings. A choir of living grasses and flowers rose up in sweet unison, all in harmony. The sound of joyous music arose from around my feet. You have to wonder if that's what Vicky and many others heard when they heard wind chimes. One of Moody's near-death experiencers described the sensation of hearing something like bells tingling a long way off as if drifting through the wind like Japanese wind bells. Ed asked the angel where they were. You're standing in heaven's paradise, the angel replied. Look up 
and straight ahead and you will see New Jerusalem. The city is from where all of God's light shines. Ed could see the light came out of everything, but most intensely out of the city, apparently reflecting off the inside of the sphere, creating heaven's amazing atmosphere. For the glory of God gives the city light and the lamb is its lamp, the city on a hill. Let your joy soar with the sight of New Jerusalem, said the angel. This is your inheritance. It will be yours to walk on and live in with Jesus. Ed noticed the city is an immense cube. See Revelation 21 6. I believe that where I was standing was looking straight at one of its four corners. This gave the illusion the cube city had a peaked type roof. Its brightness is extraordinary, but its intensity did not hurt my eyes. The land slopes upward toward the city. This awesome sight was unhindered by the hills or the line of the forest. Imagine the vast beauty of paradise, the suburbs of heaven, over 40 times the size of Earth's land surface, if Ed's estimates are correct. And in the center, a magnificent city so high, according to Revelation 21.16, not even a Mount Everest-sized mountain range can block the view. The city of God is cube-shaped just like the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle Moses made in the temple Solomon built. Maybe that's why they were told to pattern it after what they saw. It was a shadow of heaven. The angel and Ed began to fly slowly towards the city. The angel pointed out to Ed the home he would one day possess in paradise as they passed over it. Oh my gosh, I have to stop for a second. Could you imagine being up there flying with an angel and an angel saying, this is where you're going to live someday? That uh, just blows my mind. Ed had to return before visiting the city, but let's keep journeying in our imaginations uphill to the New Jerusalem. I find it fascinating that scripture never says the New Jerusalem is a city on a hill, as Ed mentioned, yet so many near-death experiencers do. Gary recalls, I was actually standing on the outside of the city on a lush green carpet of grass on a hill. I started walking up the hill toward the city. As one of Dr. Rawlings' near-death experiencers' patients described, the whole area was lit with this brilliant, beautiful light. I've never seen anything like it before. I found myself on a rolling green meadow that was slightly uphill. I saw my brother and he was alive. And yet I remember when he had died. Betty Moss found herself walking up to the city wall. I was walking up a beautiful green hill. It was steep, but my leg motion was effortless and a deep ecstasy flooded my body. I looked down, I seemed to be barefoot, but the complete outer shape of my body was a blur and colorless, yet I was walking on grass, the most vivid shade of green I've ever seen. Each blade was perhaps one inch long. The texture was like fine velvet. Every blade was alive and moving. All around me was a magnificent deep blue sky. 
unobscured by clouds. I was arriving at where I had always dreamed of being. The wall to my right was higher now and made of many colored multi-tiered stones. A light from the other side of the wall shone through a long row of amber-colored gems several feet above my head. The city wall and gates. Imagine coming up to the Great Wall and the city gates. Great excitement and anticipation well up from deep within you as you prepare to enter the city of God. Brad Barrows, who was blind from birth, describes details he doubtfully would have made up since he is blind. Listen to how they coincide with scripture and other people's description. As Brad approached the end of the dark tunnel, he was aware of an, uh, of an immense field stretching before him for what seemed like miles. As he took in the scene, he says, I knew that somehow I could sense and literally see everything that was around me. He noticed, for example, huge palm trees with gigantic leaves and very tall grass as well. When I noticed I was walking up this field, up a hill to the city, it seemed as if I was so exhilarated and so unbelievably renewed that I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay forever where I was. It seemed like everything, even the grass I had been stepping on, seemed to soak in that light. It seemed like the light could actually penetrate through everything that was there, even the leaves on the trees. There was no shade. There was no need for shade. Yet I wondered how I could know that because I had never seen before that point. At first, I was taken aback by sight. I felt like I wouldn't understand it had it happened on earth, but where I was, I was able to accept it almost immediately. As Brad got closer to the city, backlit with the light of God, as Revelation twenty-one twenty-three says, he heard music and thousands of voices singing in a language I had never understood or maybe many, many languages. The music I had heard was nothing like anything I have ever experienced on earth. Brad never describes it as a city or a wall or gate, maybe because he started too close to see it as a city wall, yet his description coincides with Revelation's description and what other near-death experiencers say. As I was going up the hill, I came to a large stone structure. I could tell that it was stone without even touching it. I could tell with some sort of sight that I had at the time, some sort of vision. I knew they were almost like gemstones, the wall's foundation. They seemed to literally shine with their own particular light, yet the light itself was actually penetrating right through the stones. It seemed that the stone was actually heightening the light, the light that was already there to the point where I was almost afraid to touch those stones. I thought they might be fiery hot. In another sense, I was very curious about them. The structure I was going into was a large tubular structure. I would say that at first the tube seemed to be at least 100 feet in diameter, with the top of the tube being well over 100 feet above my head, 
uh, like a gateway arch. Right up to the tube, there were palm trees and grass, and again, this large field that actually existed all the way up to the entrance of this tube. What's amazing to me is that Brad, still blind today, vividly describes walking up the hill metals of paradise up to the gemstone foundation of the city wall and into the archway of the city gate. Yet, he doesn't seem to even know what he's describing to researcher Ken Ring. He's describing this, the city, shown with the glory of God and its brilliance, was like that of a very precious jewel. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The 12 gates were with 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl, Revelation 21. Several near-death experiencers in Jeff Long's study said similar things. There was such beauty and beautiful beyond expression. There was also a bright city or something like a city in the distance. Another noticed the same wall. As far as the eye could see to my left was a beautiful landscape of tulips of every color imaginable. To my right was a wall of a beautiful blue that matched the sky. 